Hey there, before we start today's show, I was going to check in with a buddy of mine, David Electric, guitarist of Steel Pulse, who uh, put up an amazing piece here, recognizing the loss of uh, DJ Carlos Culture, who's been a force in the reggae community here in San Diego for many years, and uh, his passing, absolutely tragic. I, I guess that his, his wife was talking to him on the 24th of August sometime in the afternoon, and um, he suffered a heart attack while talking to his wife on the phone. And uh, the whole thing is just, uh, it's just rocked our community, needless to say. And uh, here are some words from David before I uh, pick up here, and then we'll get into our, our show. Says, uh, hailing from Columbia, Carlos became a pioneer on the radio airwaves of San Diego's 91X Reggae Makosa alongside Makeda Dread. Carlos was not only a radio DJ personality, but he also thrived in the festival and club circuit throughout California. He was a school teacher over at Hoover here in San Diego. I actually live right around the corner from Hoover. Uh, as well as an MC and master music selector. His passion for reggae music was eminent. Promoting reggae music was a way of life for Carlos from 91X to the infamous Bob Marley Day. He educated and motivated a generation of people, including local artists. He created a stage for local acts at the world-famous Winston's Ocean Beach, where he would hold a weekly reggae night and gave local and touring reggae musicians an opportunity to display their talents. It was a regular thing to catch Carlos Culture spinning the best in reggae at Winston's, the belly up, to the big stages of California reggae festivals. His touch on San Diego and the world-wide reggae scene will forever be in our hearts. Our sincere condolences go out to all of Carlos's friends and family. May he rest in power. And that's a statement from... Uh, David Electric, and one of my favorite reggae bands, Steel Pulse. Now, David, how did you sync up with uh, Steel Pulse? It was just the right place, right time. Um, I was, you know, um, at a point in my career where I was, I was ready. Really, I mean, I was developing my skills and 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 uh, relationships with people and, and um, musicians alike. And I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I went up with David's son, and, you know, we just kind of hit it off. He heard some of my music and um, some production stuff that I was doing. I had a bunch of remixes that I did of Steel Pulse. And um, and just kind of the word got around, and, and eventually the, you know, David Hines and Selwyn Brown, and, you know, they were hearing what I was doing. And um, they took really a strong interest in me and um, knew like knew that, that I knew what the band was about, you know, and, and, and you know, what they were here for. And, and um, you know, they, they saw that in me, I guess, and, and, and took a liking to me and took interest. In, and then all of a sudden, as you know, as soon as I know it, I'm working with them and Damn. David Hines flying into my house in San Clemente and staying with me for, you know, a few weeks to record, you know, uh, music for this new album. And that was like eight years ago. <laughs> Jeez. So that, fast that, forward. Yeah, that's just what what's that like sitting down with one of your one of your idols at first yeah. that first get together must have been mind blowing. <laughs> I mean, come you on. Know, 
it was it was it was surreal you know and it's um you know we're, we're you know as we as we got to know each other um we were we we figured like you know wow you know we're so much alike and we hear the similar we hear a lot of the same things and um it was just it was just right timing, right, yeah. right time, right that's, place. That's and, life, and, man. Yeah, and 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 to meet them in in this time of their career, it's it's um, it's a blessing, you know, to be able to help and be a part of of this next chapter in this legendary um, group. Yeah, and I love what you guys are doing now. You know, I mean, I know. Your new record, Mass Manipulation, got interrupted by COVID and this whole pandemic, but um, it also came out during a pretty profound time too, almost like it was prophetic, right? It just yeah, you know, it's, the it's, themes you were hitting really laid into our our current culture in a lot of ways. It was just the writing was on the wall, and it's so easy to not um, pay attention in these days. We're so uh, distracted and and uh, uh, there's so many things happening that, that are coming to us these days through social media tv you know um it's it's really hard to pay attention so we really you know wanted to to write and and to, to put out an album um um to enlighten people and to, to create awareness and um and that's what we did really yeah. it was it was just was just put it out what was actually happening and you know, it was right in front of our everybody's face. You know, and so it was, I think it was really important that we did put out an album like that, such as that. And um, we actually are going to be putting out a a dub version of that whole album here pretty soon. It's going to be called Dub Manipulation. Come on, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we've been working with a, a producer engineer out of England. His name's Gaudi, and he's an amazing dub engineer. Works with Lee Scratch Perry. I mean, all nine, and um, we're really excited on on the dub manipulation album coming out here soon damn what about um do you have any plans as far as doing any of those virtual shows or drive-by shows or anything like that or are you guys just pausing it and letting this thing play well you know we were talking about trying to do something like that um you know a few months back you and i um and it's just yeah it's it's tough it's tough right it now is. you know everybody everybody's spread out in, in a different country um you know and where david's at his internet connection is not the greatest and so yeah it's tough so we're just kind of just chilling and and watching everything kind of unfold and um you know when when this election is over and you know i think i think we'll have a clear um sight on on things and and we'll we'll kind of go from there man um, i hope but, so right <laughs> right right and you know the the virtual you know the virtual online live streaming might be the way to go here in the in, in the future here and um like i said we're just kind of sitting back and, and watching things and going you know playing it by ear yeah that makes sense man that's the safest uh physically and mentally i believe as far as the way to play this right now is just be physically protect yourself and mentally protect yourself and that's the way to do it just give yourself some time to breathe and watch shit unfold yeah and i was talking to selwyn brown he, he uh, gave me a call yesterday from england and, uh, he's he's he misses it and he, you know he can't wait to get back out there on the road next year and um he, you know he called me in regards to carlos culture and you know how much 
you know, the guy, the guy Carlos was just such a good guy, man. And yeah. We miss him. We what do you think him. it was about Carlos that made him so special? He just was so inviting. His He was always, um, no matter, like, who you were, you know, it didn't matter if, if we were Steel Pulse or if you were just a local artist or, you know, he was just encouraging um, the reggae scene. Yeah so much and he was he was all about it and like i said he just he created a platform for these young local artists even even the the smaller touring acts that would come through he would take them in yeah and he would he would show them the best time you know and 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 the best vibes and, and and help them help everybody really and that's what I really loved about Carlos. I would, I would watch him from from you know from afar and, and see, see how he how he handles everyone. And you know he was always open arms to everybody. And his yeah. knowledge of reggae was just next oh, level because I'm oh, I, next level. My, my knowledge <laughs> is more commercial. He he knows all forms, correct? He he was like an encyclopedia of he spent of reggae a lot of time music. in Jamaica. Yeah. He spent a lot of time in Jamaica. You know, he'd go there and, and, and just spend time and learn and, and come back with, you know, these vinyls and, you know, so much music and, and yeah, and knowledge. Absolutely. And did he grow up here in Southern California? I I know he's from Colombia. I know he's Medi- he's from Medellin, Colombia. Um, he might have been, I think he's lived in the Midwest for a little bit. Okay. And then he made his home here in San Diego. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when he was running with uh, Makeda and doing Reggae Makosa over on 91X. <laughs> and he was just a madman. He was just, <laughs> she was the queen and he just, he just ran the court. <laughs> you know, he just, yeah. he was part of her court and just elevated and became his own thing and just influenced, as you mentioned, just scores of, of artists on, on every level. And that's, I think, is such a huge testament to his character, like you said, where he could be dealing like with pros like yourself, you know, with Steel Pulse, or mm-hmm. when when you're just that local musician and producing local records, he treated uh-huh. you just the same. And I think that right. that says so much. Right. And, and what a beautiful human and husband and father and educator here in town. And I really appreciate your time, David, coming on and paying tribute and respect to him. And we appreciate you too, Chris, for real. No, we it's, appreciate that. it's mutual, buddy. Uh, we need more people like you out there and uh, surfing our waves and, and playing the <laughs> guitar and talking to the kids, man. I'm, I mean that, dude. Appreciate it, Chris. Little weird. What kind of work do you do? I'm a radio personality. I can wake you up. I'll keep you company. I want to make you laugh. Really? Listen, I can't make you laugh right now. Just give me a few hours. And you know what you'll be saying. That's funny. That's very funny. Very funny. All right, let's see what you've got. Now we begin. Off we go. It's already been a weird day. <laughs> I, I, I took my son to his first day of high school. Or uh, registration, should I say. Okay. Which was based on stations you you went through it was a drive-by situation oh, so they didn't even get out oh no oh you, you went through stations you gave your kid's name 
and uh, they distributed books in a Chromebook and sent us on our way. Really? Which was just such a trip because it was our first time on the campus, and I saw my son's eyes light up because oh. you know freshman year. This is the start yeah. of a new a new thing, and he's not going on campus. And then, as we were driving to uh, the station that was giving out the Chromebooks. We went by the baseball field, and he has a dream of playing for the school's, uh, it's Patrick Henry High School, their baseball team. And uh, we went by the field, and I saw his eyes just oh. widen when he saw the diamond and the, ho- and the fence, and he's like, whoa. And he's like, do you think we'll be able to play? And I'm like, I have no idea. But I'll say this much, uh, they, they ran a very tight program and the way they got us in and out of there and uh they were on the ball i just wish he was able to go to school this fall yeah just to say yeah but uh, as we discussed in one of our last shows i i don't have a problem with virtual learning right <laughs> See, now See, i'm the total opposite i'm in the mode where i'm like just let it rip like, really let's, yeah let, let's get open all. this thing yeah, up yeah yeah that's open how I this feel. bitch up <laughs> yeah honestly yeah it's i I'm, mean this really may be like the next two years at what point i just kind of feel like at what point i, I just i don't know mm. A lot of people feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, let it rip. I'm not that person. I feel like we do need to shut down. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Trust me. I hate everything about it. I just feel like... We have to protect our We've just got to write off... We've got to write off the next couple of years. I just feel like then we're going to also get ready for like a lot of suicides and a lot of other stuff. That's already happening. Yeah, totally, yeah. That's already happening. And I think that's where I think... Things need to shift and we need to put our focus on how do we help these people that if if this is going to be the way it is for the next couple of years, how do we really develop programs or some sort of outreach to help people who are struggling mentally? Right. And it sounds like your school is doing a good job of still... Uh, still i don't know like still making it seem like he has a community and friends oh, yeah. and you know so i think i think schools are adapting very well from what i've heard like there's better so than adults are you <laughs> saying yeah, in a lot yeah. of cases yep yep well i know let's put it this way i've cited this guy several times and i never say his name purposefully but i've got like an insider who's always been my my go-to health expert if you will because i know what i'm going to get from this person's unbiased mm-hmm. this person's smart and this person has been on the front line since day one. So a lot of the stuff that hits the media, I'm already privy to the information because I'm hearing from him what's actually going on in these hospitals or assuming the media is reporting it responsibly yeah, in yep. the correct way. So, for example, when we first shut down, this guy told me that, you know, things were slow. Yeah. We've got nurses making TikTok videos. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes, definitely. Yep. And uh, then this summer... He told me he was terribly concerned because he watched it really fill up and resources were getting stretched. Mm -hmm. And now he's saying he's seeing it. He's been telling me it's been softening. Mm -hmm. But as it's been softening and and they're also anticipating another Right, you know, the yeah. fall and the whole the worst flu ever, too. And well, yeah, yeah, combined who with knows? all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. But uh, he said now the biggest thing that he's noticed is the amount of mental health patients that are coming in mm-hmm. or people that are coming in and, and seriously just losing their minds. I can imagine. We just walked around the little Spanish village at Balboa Park, you know, like the colored with all like the little colored squares. It's a very like colorful area. Sure. And we saw like 
every single artisan except for one really shut down and i'm like are these people getting government assistance like are these people getting financial help while they're and it's like their art just sits there and i feel so bad for because it's like some of the bigger yeah 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 and so i was thinking about that of just like the smaller type businesses or even the independent people where they don't have like a set actual business but they more have like a craft that they rely on and then now that's like shut down for whatever reason and those are the people that i'm like also that's probably their passion and what they're living for and so then if their art is just there with like no humans around it's just kind of sad i don't know no i agree with you yeah so i i agree that i think it's important and we don't want to flood the system back again but i don't know no, I I'm, there are I'm a lot over of this. there are <laughs> a lot of people yeah. that are over it. Yeah, yeah, and luckily and saying, I have the and being over it I is a privilege because I was even thinking I have the the privilege of being over it because I am not affected. I don't know anyone that has been personally affected. Like I'm not a front. Yeah, I'm not though. a healthcare worker. Can't you say yet? I mean, not yet, but I mean, like in this moment today, I don't right. have anyone. So like one day my dad might get it or something but until then like it's not really my energy to like okay so tell me would your opinion about the disease and the pandemic change if your dad was on a ventilator right now um no probably really yeah yeah i I was gonna say yes no i would probably say like does he have prior health conditions yes is he being treated correctly i'm not sure are they like is that my phone or your phone um oh that's you is he being like is there medicine that he could make him better that they're not giving him because of whatever reasons? Maybe. Who knows? You know, so I've even thought about that. Even if I got really sick, would I still want the whole world to shut down? No, probably not. No, I get that. Then I feel for the people that can't forget about this and can't because like, uh, once again, I, I recognize the privilege of being able to have a day where I really don't think about it or don't like focus yeah, on it. You don't it. have kids. You know, that yeah, plays exactly. A role. Exactly. So your life hasn't really been inconvenienced that much, no, has it? No, no. I mean, we already were workless before. Right. And so, it, True. so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so. and, and for me, it's like, OK, what am I doing if I'm not working with my family? I'm surfing. I'm mm-hmm. still going to the beach. I'm practicing as best I can social distancing at the beach or what have you. But my life, other than that, hasn't, hasn't yeah. been interrupted, which is why. And I could still play play it safe, though. That's the thing is I could still be a responsible human and navigating through this. You know, I just when I went and picked up my son's books, I was wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Integrating with everybody wearing a mask and following the proper protocol absolutely outside of that my life hasn't that's why i always kind of scoff at people like yourself uh (laughs) now those who complain though and say that their rights and you know what else i don't feel that i mean i wear my mask i like i i definitely play by the rules you know i'm a i've I've called myself a compliant anti-mask right you mentioned that on our one of our last shows but i put something out the other day talking about um what was it? The beaches. How I've been in San Diego oh, yeah. for over 30 years yes. and I've never seen the beaches so full. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. This past weekend, too. It is stupid. Oh, my gosh. The line to, to it's the Mission Bay like yes. line was on on the, the 8 West for like like longer than I think I've ever seen it, too. Yeah, back to like La Mesa. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like nothing I've ever <laughs> seen before. And I feel like I can say that. I, I've been going to the beach here for over three decades, and it's the craziest I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. But it becomes, of course, I put that on Facebook, and this whole political thing erupts. And, and it's so funny, because I was, I was reading the comments, and like it's so funny how we are more divided, because some people are like... Oh, look at this. I'm getting oh my breakfast gosh. Oh my gosh. to me during our he- podcast. This is amazing. This is like, what if you're, is this just an ask? Good morning, Heather. 
Heather's on my team. We're ready to go out for oysters like tomorrow. Oh, oh my geez. gosh, you're so funny. You're so sweet. Do you want oysters on your eggs? Yes. Okay. She's going to make us no. raw oysters on our eggs. Heather, Heather was... just walked in with a beautiful plate of eggs and toast made for Chris. This is like our old deal. And we had that is um, so sweet. Jorge in the KFMB kitchen. Talk about privilege. But I'll tell you what, though. Heather is on your side when it comes yes. to my emo memes. Oh, yes. I posted that emo meme. We'll talk about it yeah. next. We have to change the subject. I'm about to get in trouble for all my pandemic beliefs and everything. But so. Yeah, but <laughs> Heather just was so happy that you slammed on my, I'm a better, I'm glad the only person I lost is myself meme. And oh, you were like, oh my God. <laughs> we'll read it. <laughs> You're like, I want to read it. And took everything I had not to put a puke emoji. Oh my gosh, you should. We're no. just going to, it's going to be Heather and I like trolling your page. Too late. But yeah, that's uh, every other comment that I see. There's some people that are like, shut us in, close everything down. And then, uh, but I, and then there's other people that are like, want to be having festivals tomorrow. And I truly, even though I seem like I'm in the festival right. tomorrow, I really, d I believe in, you know, what we like kind of, you know, that's why I really like Nathan Fletcher locally because he was one of the ones to want to open up slowly and we didn't do that. And then we had to kind of regress back again. So I'm, I'm definitely of the conservative belief, but I, of, of, you know, conservatively opening back up and stuff. But for me, school seems a little bit much, but I understand because it's not just the kids, right. it's the kids coming home to the community and the, and the teachers that. and the yeah. teachers, the thing for me. And that's why I was bringing up that thread. Bailey, would you stop? Now my dog is jealous for my <laughs> it's breakfast. It's a whole family affair, yeah. While we have a street sweeper behind us <laughs> beeping. But this really is real life. It's real life, yeah. friends. No, the point I was going to make, though, regarding that post, I couldn't believe the amount of people that were like, well, what else are people going to do? Of course they're going to the beach. Everything's shut down. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nothing's shut down. Right. We could pretty Everywhere much do I anything. Went. You can go anywhere. This past weekend, I've been to Balboa Park, a party in, like, a, you know, a, a, a children's party in Ocean Beach. And then, yeah, some some. Don't fun tell stuff. me you're repressed right now and you can't do <laughs> no, anything. No, I don't That's feel garbage. repressed. No, I definitely. I just want my beach back. Yeah, and even my my friends that have been kind of the most hardcore quarantining, even some with kids, have begun to kind of been like, oh, okay, let's meet at a park and I'll see right. you. So, so I I feel like you know, there's traffic on the streets where. But I think enough evidence is out there right now saying that being outdoors is the best place for you to be. Yes. And I try to avoid indoor situations as much as possible. I mean, I went into a Panda Express to get my son <laughs> some orange chicken. Pandemic Express, yep. Yeah, and I, I almost seriously had an anxiety or panic <laughs> attack because too many people were going there. Really? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, there are too many people in this Panda Express right now. And this woman in front of me was taking her time, couldn't decide oh, between like orange the, chicken or... or no, between the chow mein and the rice. <laughs> and I'm like, for Christ's sakes, go with just one. And go with the chow mein for sure. That's what I said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But she wanted to split it. Then she changed her <laughs> mind. And then the guy's putting the rice back into the main thing. And I'm thinking, I don't want that rice now because that was on her <laughs> plate. But I will say, at the end of the day, I was impressed by the uh, by the protocol and how Panda Express had everything <laughs> set up with the designated the, uh, the the stickers on the floor with the little panda, and they were all six feet apart. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh that's so they got inventive at least. Yeah, yeah, they're on point. Okay, well, I have my version of Panda Express, but they've been doing it really well, and, huh. it, and it's a high end restaurant downtown. So. Yeah, again, proving my point that this thing is not slowing some people down from living. <laughs> not at all. So this it's a new restaurant called Huntress. 
and it is so cool. It's Huntress. on either Fifth or Sixth Avenue. It's down. It's down in the the Gaslamp Quarter, and the head chef is James Montahano, and he was the chef at um, I think the the Valencia Hotel. Okay, he's been like a you know a chef well known and all the all the groups, and so he has this restaurant and it's so 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 fancy but they've um rented out or they're using the area that used to be dick's last resort like kind of oh, the, the backyard area of how that. they had the open space and yes, the patio yes. there so they've made it beautiful with like green turf and then they have all this almost like alice in wonderland kind of furniture and it feels very bougie and very wow. like west hollywood and stuff so how funny i've been there so two who'd times. you go with uh, two the- times <laughs> jesus <laughs> the first time i went for my birthday Amazing. dinner your birthday dinner. And I got, okay, so you and your dude? <laughs> uh, my dude, and then uh, Dana and Jason from the old 949. Oh, okay, team. cool. Yeah, my His friends, old show. My real friends. It, yeah, so awesome how you guys all do stuff together. <laughs> and their spouses. Yeah, and their spouses. Just like we do with your. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. No, that's never. <laughs> we will soon. Happen. I go out with Heather. It will not happen. <laughs> all of us going out. No way. Maybe. It no will happen. Way. It, it would have to. If it did happen. It would have. There would be no pictures, no documentation of the event. It <laughs> would have true. to happen under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So word didn't get out. We'd have to like put our phones. But you know what? Like at concerts, have oh, third yeah. eye blind. Maybe do have that. To put them in, yeah. when, and so word didn't get out. In the, yeah, <laughs> the community. I'll, yep. I'll stop. And so that was the night that um, before I didn't know quite how fancy it was. And Jack had said that he like as my present he was going to buy me dinner. And then I took it upon myself to, I ordered a $140 steak. Good for you. Thank you. I was like, I deserve this. And so then, um, yeah, that restaurant's really good. And then we just went on Sunday for brunch and they do a really good job. You mean Jack doesn't buy you dinner all the time? No. We're out of that dating phase. You don't what? buy Heather dinner all the time. Hell yeah, I no, do. No, you don't. I guarantee you. No, we go back and forth. <laughs> you use the EDD card. <laughs> we all have the same accounts. You guys don't have the same accounts? Nope. We don't have any any combined financials. Smart, I'm smart so you guys family. go out to dinner together? Do you always split it? Um, like you go Even if you go to Rubio's. You know, honestly, we don't go out to eat unless we're with like friends. And then in that case, we'll kind of do the like, we'll get our area of the check and then I'll Venmo him or he'll Venmo See, me. that's but crazy. I know him and I really, really go out to dinner, just the two of us. I feel like our restauranting is pretty much connected with like friends. But even so, though, it's then, like yeah, even if us. we went out back before we were married, I always paid. Oh, my God. Sometimes I'll have to Venmo him if I like drink some of his like Capri Suns or something. Holy shit. <laughs> No, we I've been mowed him like two ninety nine before. We were, we've <laughs> never been on that level. Never been on that level. I I don't know. I mean, in my ideal situation, of course, I would be traditional in the way that I'd love to have the man pay for everything. But sure, yeah, I'd love to knock feminism back twenty Bring years on it. my end. Yeah, why not? But then, but yeah, so it was a really cool restaurant, and the guy is awesome, and I think it's. What so- did you like about the restaurant, though? As far as I mean, they've got a cool set up with the patio the way they they've integrated that is is the food that good truthfully dinner was like a 13 out of 10 it was really 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 wow. good the steak was amazing so it's a steakhouse at yes. the end of the day brunch the the presentation was beautiful it wasn't the omelet didn't like knock my socks off of like like the the dinner that we had was like oh my god every bite our whole table was freaking out about everything that everyone got mm-hmm. brunch i was like this looks beautiful and it like photographs well but it didn't it wasn't like the best thing i ever tasted interesting but um yeah i think like if you go for dinner and cocktails and i just thought the it made me feel like outdoor dining was still a fun experience i'll tell you this much i did have a date night with my wife yeah and we went out and uh since we're talking restaurants and what have you uh shocking we went to ponce's the mexican restaurant i still have to try their margaritas and they did such a great job with the outdoor setup much like what you're talking Mm -hmm. about 
they have the outside patio set up and uh you know, all the tables are apart and you do your ordering and they just bring the food outside. And really? I prefer to eat outside than indoors to begin with. So I actually like this whole movement that's going on with all this outdoor seating. And I know people are pissed that we're losing parking and all that. But I'm like, bring it, man. Me too. I'd, I'd, I'd be down with rather this. Yeah. Inside, you're on top of each other. People are just screaming, getting right. louder indoors. We're outdoors. You can just chill, and I feel like people are more relaxed. Me too. Where indoors, you feel like you're in the spotlight. And you if have, you're too close to a table, yes. I really, really have so much respect and gratitude too to like the the waiters and waitresses who have had to like in this time go back to work, no learn question. to serve when it's really hot out with a mask on, try to hear people with their mask on. It's just like oh. they. I feel like those people too. It's just almost assumed that they're going to have to like in the snap of a finger get right back to work, and I feel like that's hard, and I feel like they've adjusted. Really and I'm well. always really super kind to the servers yeah but what i'm not doing anymore i'm not making jokes at the table because i don't want them laughing even with their mask on (laughs) because heather told some joker made a funny remark (laughs) and and the woman serving started laughing as she was serving our guacamole i'm like babe you had to make a joke (laughs) at that moment i'm like wait till she puts the food down (laughs) and she's away then make the joke yeah exactly because when people laugh i get all weirded out sometimes because their spittle is like flying towards you even if they're wearing a mask oh my gosh i had i had i think a waiter actually pulled down his mask to make a joke at me where we were we were sitting around the table at Huntress and we were trying to think of the name of a podcast of like no one could think of the name of what it was and the name of the podcast we were thinking about is called Call Me Daddy oh yeah so I kept on saying yeah the girl yes and so it was a very cute waiter and he was kind of circling around the table and I kept on saying, call me daddy, call me daddy. And finally he like put his mask down. He's like, okay, daddy. And I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. So he actually lowered it to tell <laughs> yeah, a joke. Yeah, which I'm, I'm happy about that. No, I don't like people laughing. I get all weirded out. So oh, that's I, so funny. I go out of my way not to be funny. Not that I'm funny to begin with. <laughs> no, you but are. But I don't want funny. people, lo- I don't want people laughing and spittling oh, on me. Oh my gosh. I'm serious. Oh, I'm weird gosh. about it. But uh, Ponce's did a really good job with their outdoor thing. I was really impressed. And then while we're on the subject of restaurants and obviously we're in San Diego there is a new place that just opened up on Adams Avenue I want to check out called uh, Fortunate Son they're doing Chinese food oh really and there's no good Chinese food in town and I'm curious if it's good or they or is it just white guy Chinese food or hipster Chinese food like if I was to open a Chinese place in in, in San Diego I would go up to San Francisco, yes. oh my gosh, yes. find some immigrant, someone who yeah. moved from, you know, just work in one of those Chinatown restaurants. Anyone that's in the mission, basically, you can like, yes. take their restaurant and be like, please come down here. Come down here or be my head chef and turn this into something. Yeah. Because the name itself and the way, you know, the logo and stuff, it's packaged very, it's hipsterish. Yeah. You know, it's that same group that had has polite provisions and the oyster iron oh, was side. Oh, that the consortium? Or no, I forget what yes, it was. Yes, okay. I love that group. Me too. Um, what was the restaurant that got like the random Chinese restaurant that got like shot up or something? Remember, or, or there was like a, a shooting and by accident it like went in there. I don't know. I don't know. It's the one in Hillcrest. It's like the main Chinese. Oh, yes. Food. I yes. forget what it's called. But I really like their food there. I used to go to Mandarin <laughs> House. Know, like the one that got shot. <laughs> I used to like the Mandarin House in, in Bankers Hill. That's gone and now a condo complex. I, I used to like... China Inn and PB, that's gone. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this will be able to replace me going to Panda Express <laughs> and, and an overcrowded Panda yeah. Express, and it'll be a better 
situation for me. With a Channel 4 News exclusive, Brian. And to watch. The mood is tense. I have been on some serious, serious reports, but nothing quite like this. I, 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 uh, Ching King is inside right now. I tried to get an interview with him, but they said, nope, you can't do that. He's a live bear. He will literally rip your face off. Hey, you're making me look stupid. Get out here, panda jerk. Great story. Compelling and rich. So I have something I need to address here. Yeah? Because it has to do with my Instagram at Chris Cantori. We talked about this with my wife when she delivered me breakfast for the first time in our marriage, and she did it while the mics were hot. No shock. But um, <laughs> I was going to uh, ask about that meme. Yes, that, did you delete it? No, it's, no, it's still it, there. It should still be there. Okay, let me go to see I almost it. did, though. Because... Oh, yes. Okay, it was. I was looking for a black and white one because I feel like they're usually black and white, but I think this one might be inverse white and black. Oh, yeah. And you just say, oh, yep, this is the one. You found it? Okay, I'm going to read it. Okay. Did you tag who originally is from? I thought I did. Nope, no credit. I didn't? Either. Wait, no. let me see. Maybe it was an original piece. No, it was not. It was not. <laughs> I, it's probably from Higher Thoughts. That's okay. where I get all my stuff. Okay, so okay. you can read it, and what, and then you comment. Now, this is one is a change, because usually your memes have a black background with white font, and which also makes it a little bit more... Dramatic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one is, is black font with a white background, uh-huh. and, and it says... The only person I ever lost and needed back was myself. You can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> the only person I ever lost and needed back was myself. It's true. And your response. What does that even mean? OMG. What does that mean? <laughs> OMG, please. I need to read this on Monday. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. And here we are. It means. Oh, my gosh. You really don't know what it I means. I feel like these tweets or these memes make it sound like you're like a 15-year-old in like their bedroom. <laughs> That's what my wife says. It's, it's just so weird. I just sound like a teenage girl. I mean, if they make you, ha- if they inspire you throughout the day and feel like make you feel good, then I love them. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to give off that. Yeah, and I know I do. But then I back it with another meme that I posted, which is. Now, did you did you post this because do you feel like you lost yourself and I you do. found yourself back? I do. Okay, then that's fair. If I you truly do. Today's. Yeah. I I mean the real the context is. I, I'm happier with who I am today than I was yesterday. And I like that. And it's also a reference to a Radiohead song, uh, Karma Police. I lost oh, myself. Yeah. Yep. I lost myself. <laughs> yep. So it, it kind of plays off of that. Uh-huh. And I believe as humans, we often do get off track and lose ourselves. Definitely. And I can tell you that I became somebody that I didn't like. And I am glad that person's gone. And I'm thankful that uh, I had the experiences that you're laughing. <laughs> no, I say go on with your bad memes. I love them. No, I mean, bad at like, yeah, like you know, right. like bad meaning good. But I just wanted to give you I some context. That. Yes, and I appreciate it because it is good to know when I really, one account, one woman I really like on, on Instagram is this woman, Mel Robbins. And she's kind of behind this movement of like the five, four, three, two, one, like just do it, like go out right. and do it. And so she would be, be an example of like, I have to hold myself back sometimes of like reposting almost everything that she does. Right. So I get it when you have accounts that, um, that really resonate with you, you know? So I, I totally get that. Cause it seems like higher thoughts is one that you seem to, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Well, I like that. Here are other ones from higher thoughts, <laughs> things you can burn for stress relief, sage, marijuana 
racist oh pedophiles and lavender. <laughs> that is very funny. So you do sprinkle in some um, yeah. lighthearted memes. But then I also put up today... What a wonderful thought it is that some of the best days of our lives haven't happened yet. And we need that kind of positivity for sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, I like to mix it up. I like to get emo. (laughs) I like to get inspirational. What's that one? This one is, I know fake when I see it. I know bullshit when I hear it. I respect real when I feel it. It's true. (laughs) I know. That is funny. It is true. And look at, I mean, people eat this shit up. 304 likes. Of course. They hungry, like little Pac-Man's gobbling it up. And here's the meme that... I'm going to share right now that's going to take us into the next segment, (laughs) which is, and I believe this too, I put this up in my stories, one of the greatest prisons people live in is in the fear of what other people think. Absolutely. Okay, so... (laughs) Would that be too emo or 15-year-old girl for you? No, that would be like a, a thing that's that I would... Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. But the lost myself, that's when I start sounding like an idiot. A little bit. Okay, no, fair enough. <laughs> it makes my wife cringe. The other thing that makes my wife cringe are these reels I'm putting up when I'm singing to the phone. I've seen that too. Okay, do they make you cringe as well? No, I think they're cute and funny because I feel like it's it's you being almost like a um like I could picture my dad doing it and being okay. like being like, "Dad, that's embarrassing. Come on." You know I'm joking. Yeah, like if that was my husband, maybe I'd be like, "Oh man," but as your friend, okay. I, I think it's funny. So as a friend, you have a bigger problem with my 15-year-old girl memes. Yes, correct. Okay. I have a problem with you like I mean, I, I appreciate that you have found yourself. <laughs> but, but yeah. The Cantori Show. So let's talk. Uh, we just got done with restaurants or not too long ago talking restaurants. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk movies and stuff we're watching because we're obviously still a lot of us stuck indoors or this heat wave has just been shitty. And uh, just watching a lot of movies and mm-hmm. not leaving the house because we're lucky enough to have air conditioning. And uh, what have what have you watched recently? Oh and my I'll, gosh. I'll share one of my new shows. Okay, the movie I just rented, and it, it's also in theaters. But I'm not. See, once again, it's like, I'm, am I ready for, to go to a movie theater? I don't know. So is this a thing where? And I love this. There's so many things that have happened during this pandemic mm-hmm. where I'm like, they should have done this a long time ago, and I hope this shit sticks. Like closing down Fifth Avenue for tables or Little Italy for tables or giving restaurants more patio space regardless of, uh, you know, whatever the laws are or Uh the regulations. Another thing that falls into the category, movies. I've been saying for years, for those those of us who don't like going to the movie theater, why can't we rent stuff and pay a higher price and watch it on demand? Because it takes so long and by the time sometimes it comes out, you miss it or you don't know that it's out for rentals or yeah. Or you just don't want to go to the theater and maybe you just want to stay home that night and say, you know what, I want to watch the new so-and-so movie and not right. have to go to the AMC Mission Valley. So <laughs> That's what I did. This falls under the category then of movies that are brand new, that are new releases and you were able to stream on demand. Yes, okay. and it's called, it's this movie called The Hunt. I don't the know if hunt. you've seen an advertising for it. It's really weird because it's pig. just a picture of a pig. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's the little quote about it is the most talked about movie of the year is one that no one's actually seen. That's <laughs> so, funny. And it looks like it was supposed to come out September 27th. And I don't know if they've they bumped it up because obviously I've, I've seen it for now. On. Yeah. And so 
I kept on seeing it outside um, the the picture of it at a movie theater in Glendale. And I'm like, I don't know if I could see this by myself, but I, I looked it up and it got really good reviews. And then, so I rented it and it's a horror movie. So if people, I'm if out. no, you please, but it's not Dude, too scary. I hate scary. horror movies. Okay. But I want you and have the kids. No, the kids can't watch it. My but son loves horror movies. Then he My might, son okay, can watch it. Okay. Then if, if he likes horror movies, loves them. And this one for real, isn't too scary at all. The the beginning is scarier than anything. But, is it gory? Um, no, I'm going to say no, right. I, it's not as, it's not as gory as like a Saw movie or, right. you know, those like the I can't Final Destination. Those. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's not like a Freddy Krueger, like his right. hand is, is falling off. Um, but what it is, and I, I mean, uh, your son might miss a little bit of this just because there is a little bit of political kind of commentary on both, right. both sides. It's interesting to, I would want to know more about who Are the, there any stars in it? Uh, Hillary Swank is, is Ooh, in it. I like and then, her. yeah, then there must be like, it's a really good cast and it's, it's funny because it really takes a stab at like people that are conspiracy theorists, but then it also takes a stab at, at kind of like those self-righteous Democrats and you know, everyone. And so I, I like the way the writer, it's a really cool movie because it doesn't, it really does kind of like, poke fun at both sides and it shows that we can self-destruct ourselves when we're fighting with each other so no question so it's a really good movie um i, I don't want to give too much away but it's it's kind of one of those almost has a what little makes bit, it a horror though uh it has a tiny bit of like the a hunger games fe- feeling where it's just some people left to fight some uh, mm. other people and okay. so so pretty much like i won't give the whole thing away but there's um these these rich elites uh, have this kind of yearly event called like the manor where they just like pick random people and shoot them. And, so it's you know, the haves versus the have Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But, so basically what's going to end up happening in this country in a matter of months. <laughs> yeah. And this movie must have been written really, really closely or really, really um, like, you know. So it's based on an uprising. Is that it? Between the elites and, and the people who have no money. Yeah. And, and it basically shows how we like sometimes our, our beliefs to our core will not help us survive when we can't like at least see the other side or empathize mm. with the other side i agree with that so it has i mean it has a deeper meaning but if you're just a kid watching it it still is a horror movie so right. it has all the elements of like if you understand kind of the deeper meaning that's cool but if not it's just a great horror movie. so it's saying if we lack empathy that's going to lead to our demise yeah 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 saying? yep and it shows it that. shows how people on both sides are missing vital information because of our like cognitive bias Mm. And it's just a cool, cool I agree ass movie. with that too. So yeah, I watched it and it was it was short. I mean, that's that's what I love about movies too. You know, it was like an hour and thirty minutes or whatever. And so I just thought overall it was very like it felt new and clever. I'm watching a show. Please watch it. I will. I feel like I you're promise. not going to watch it. I swear to you. Okay, I'm going to tell Heather. I promise you. Okay. Oh really? I'm serious. Okay, good. Because I want to know your thoughts. I no. think you'll be. Interested. I promise you, I'll watch it and I'll even dedicate a meme to it. <laughs> I promise. Okay, good. But what I wanted to share here is um, a show that I've been watching too, which is called, it's on Apple TV, and it's one of my favorite comic actors. I freaking love the dude. Do you like um, Jason Sudeikis? Am I um, saying his name right? Or Sud- oh my gosh. I used to really say cute? Sudeikis, but it's Sudeikis, Wait, was I believe. he on SNL? Yes. Oh my God, he's so hot. Yes. Really good looking dude. Yeah. I forget who he's... Um, linked up with he's synced up with really? someone who's super is that his name lucky girl jason sudeikis yeah he's in a show right now called ted lasso okay and um damn i love it 
I've it's one it's a slow burner. It's one of those where let me see. I'm going to look it up here, Jason, because now I'm kind of stuck. Who's his wife? We saw him once at a, a pool in Los Angeles, and his hair looked exactly how it always looks. Because you know how his hair is very like. It's like frozen almost. Oh, he's with Olivia Wilde. Oh my God, that's a good looking couple. Yeah. They need to clone there. They've got a couple of kids together. It's this guy. They need more babies. Yeah, I know who that is. I oh saw yeah, that. you know who he is. He, yeah, that's him with long hair. Yep, yep. We saw him when he has like the, almost like the, yeah, 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 like the yeah. frozen hair at a pool in Los Angeles. So he plays this Ted Lasso character who's, um, he's like from Iowa or some place in middle America, just an aw shucks kind of uh-huh. guy. And he gets hired. He's a like college football coach who went viral because he took this, be you know, this low grade team to a championship. <laughs> Not a huge one, but in their celebration, he went viral because he was dancing with the team, and it was like coach dances with team, and he was like kind of this big jokester. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or they they kind of made him look like a clown because he just got in there with the team, and he was like doing the the Tatis Junior almost dance, you know. And he went viral, and then this organization. So he went from being a a football, college football coach, to coaching football in the UK, where they take oh, their wow. football yep. very seriously. So everyone hates the dude. He hasn't even started the gig, and he's just a wanker. <laughs> People yelling at him in the street. He gets no respect really? from the team. And the owner hired him to make a laughing stock of the team, because it used to be owned by the owner. It's this woman, her ex-husband. Oh, so she, and it was she's her sabotaging ex, it. Exactly. Oh, that's it funny. It was her ex-husband's team, and he, he, it was everything to him. So she's making a laughing stock oh out of the gosh. team to get back at the ex-husband. But meanwhile, this guy is slowly winning her over as well as the team huh. and the UK. That sounds really good. And Jason Sudeikis just nails the character he's so good and it's a little clunky at times Mm -hmm. but by we're in the fourth episode right now and like my family it's great family entertainment we're all locked in and watching it cool check it out my name's ted lasso i'm new head coach for tottenham spurs been brought over here to to, you know implement my coaching style football is football no matter where you play it you got grass you got cleats and you got helmets with masks on them football in the states is my specialty but they have a different kind of football over here kick it circle them up have them put on their pads and let's start playing for real they're wearing their pads coach there's a lot of uh a lot of small similarities a team i coach they're gonna play hard for all four quarters okay two halves what's that two halves okay halves we're going to play hard for two halves. And we're going to play till there's a winner and there's or a loser. A What's that? A tie. Okay, till there's a winner, a loser, or a tie. You can tie. If you tried to end a, a game in a tie in the United States, heck, that might be listed in Revelations as the cause for the apocalypse. Yeah, do we have any goals this season? Absolutely. We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to get in the playoffs. No playoffs. There's no playoffs. Again, my job just got a lot easier. The Cantori Show. Cantori Show.